His speech ran long, or his appearance went over time. And I think that caused some issues over at the Capitol because there were people gathered over there who were already in the process of breaching some of the security lines before the president had stopped speaking. So the people that were encouraged to go to the Capitol peacefully and made their voices heard were largely still over listening to the president when some of these uh, unusual things happened on the Capitol grounds. It really goes to the heart of other unusual happenings that day, the role of suspicious actors in various places around the Capitol, and all of which lead you to the conclusion that a deeper look is needed to really define that, what January 6th is, because we're still trying to define it. People are talking about violence on January 6th. How did the police factor into this? I mean, who was really instigating things? Which side? Well, there was plenty of police uh, provocation. The initial use of explosive munitions that day that started at about 1.25 in the afternoon where the police launched explosives into the crowd, which was pretty much just milling there and standing. And these were very loud, deafening. And some of them had projectiles, uh, hard plastic pellets that rained down, and uh, some had tear gas in them. But when they landed in the middle, they caused injuries, and they got a very angry response. That was a large crowd. From what I saw, there was quite a few older people in that crowd, and they fired munitions even far to the back. People that wouldn't have known what was going on up front. So this created an atmosphere that I think percolated through the rest of the day. And they continued firing into this crowd for well over an hour using those, what I would call, heavy munitions. So I don't know what their strategy was in using munitions, which uh, they had said they were not going to use the less than lethal force munitions and things like that on January 6th. Were the actions of the Capitol Police out of line? Were there violations in use of force? And what are the legalities of this? We spoke with Stan Keffard, one of the nation's top experts on police use of force and one of the top-rated expert witnesses in court cases on crowd control. Keffard has 42 years of law enforcement experience, including as security director for the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. He served as an officer, detective, undersheriff, and chief of police at jurisdictions in Arizona, California, and Missouri. He has testified more than 350 times in federal, state, and tribal courts. Supervisory failure. A frontline supervisor, a sergeant, or whoever's in control, a lieutenant, should have put those people in posted positions or in a skirmish line or in a defense posture, put them between the objective that they were protecting and the crowd. That wasn't being done. That was a shooting gallery up there. A congregation of officers, I didn't see a supervisor among them, who were using these munitions to inflict harm uh, and injury on people below them. It's egregious. Rubber bullets have the potential to put an eye out. Shooting down into a crowd at the head level, which is the first primary target that would be hit by those rubber bullets, runs the risk of having somebody's eye put out or having them permanently disfigured. Impact front on from ground level is designed to hit somebody in the chest or lower so that it will sting and put them in flight. That is the design and purpose of the tool. Hey, hey, fire! Hey, you fire, fire! Hey, you good, you good? 
These are people who largely support police law and order back the blue, so they did not understand why they were being fired upon. These were throughout the crowd, so there was definitely a stirring the pot effect, and, and eventually it, it did come to a boil in certain areas. The protester was climbing the wall. He had seen somebody put a giant American flag up on the scaffolding for inauguration, and he wanted to put his Trump flag up. He scaled the wall, and when he got up there, he didn't have a chance to put the flag up. A couple officers took swipes at him over the rail and missed him, but then he actually got into a standing position, and a motorcycle police officer from Capitol Police came up with a pretty good stride and shoved him, and he fell at least 20 feet and was seriously injured. That was witnessed by a lot of people. And then when they carried him out, a lot of the crowd saw the after effects of that and they were very upset. My analysis of a- So, this is something that was stupid. The guy shouldn't have been trying to climb up there to get to put the sign up there, but he did. It doesn't justify the policemen at all pushing him down off of a 20-foot drop. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So some of the things that you heard earlier in the, in the discussion from this expert is that the police that was there at the time did not do things properly. Right. First of all, shooting these rubber bullets, from what he's saying in his expert account, is that these rubber bullets are meant to be shot at on ground level with the person so that you can hit them in the chest and cause them to stun and then move out of the area. The whole goal of the crowd control was to get them away from what they were doing. Shooting grenades, shooting tear gas, shooting the rubber bullets the way that they did was another thing that was done to stir them up, to try to keep people get angry and get mad. But see, the the group of people that was there were law-abiding citizens. Yes. They believe in and support the police. Yes. So when they were getting this treatment, it was kind of, kind of like confusion of why are the police doing this to us? Right. We're here to help. You know, we're not here to stir up trouble. If you look at a lot of these events that have went on over the years, I'm thinking about some of the Glenn Beck events where they would have rallies. Um, some of the 912 uh, Patriot groups, whenever they would have rallies, they would go in. The area would be completely dirty before they came in. They came in, had the rally cleaned everything up, made it look better than what they were doing um, before they came. This would have happened and would have occurred on this event here had the police not done what they were doing because I firmly believe that all of these people that were there who were not bad actors were going to be good, upstanding citizens, not causing fights, not causing riots, not causing any types of disruptions for the police because they were there just to, to be a voice and say, hey, we, we were wronged. You, you don't get that. We did not get that from the press 
as they reported this situation right in homes through our TVs through social media yep. this information was withheld of what the police did and yep. these policemen who were evil and did the things that they did need to be held accountable they do and you know it makes you wonder why the Democrat Party and some people in the Republican Party was very, very um, upset when some of this footage was released because they knew it wasn't the truth in regards to what the narrative was being pushed. Yep. A police officer pushing somebody off the wall is that that individual is committing a crime, a very serious crime, again putting that person's life at risk. It is unconscionable for an officer to do such a thing. The officer is required to take that person off the wall, strip cuff them, take them into custody, and arrest them. Hold tight, hold tight, we're getting remiss. Hey, hey, we're coming what is happening here? Why is this officer behaving like this? And he, his behavior seems to be a lot different from the other officers. He stood out to us because of, uh, he, almost in a manic state, he was looking for more munitions. He had used his up, and so he was going to fellow officers and grabbing their munitions, whether it was a taser cartridge or it was uh, one of the grenades that they use with the, the hard plastic pellets. Hey! We need more we did not see that from other officers where it was and as soon as he got one he'd pull the pin and he would lob it into the crowd and you'd hear it explode he was completely out of control a supervisor should have stopped him got him out of that area and he himself was committing crimes in the process three ACD deployments I got another taser if you tase somebody, you're obligated to cuff them, now that you've neutralized them, arrest them, and that's not what he was doing. He was using those devices to punish people, not to arrest them, and that is unconscionable. Hey, Rich, put him on the f***ing Just go! Just f***ing shoot! Wow. It's a failure not only of training, but it's also a failure of bystandership and supervision. An officer who is placed at risk of being injured or killed because of the action of another officer who precipitated a circumstance that began to be dangerous because he wanted to arrest the person, uh, has a stake in that and would go to the officer and say, I'm going to report you to the sergeant. I don't I thought he made a good point about this. So it wasn't only the bad actors who were police, who were dressed as police. I'm not going to say 100% sure that they were police, but they were dressed as police doing these things that they were doing. There's also a responsibility on the part of the other officers to say, hey, what you're doing is not according to the rules. It's not according to the policies of the police department. What you're doing is a crime. None of them stopped these people. No one stopped him. He just kept going and going. And like he said earlier, his supervisor should have said, hey, he needs to be taken out of here. Something's, something, there's a screw loose somewhere. Something snapped. Yeah. yeah. Did you see some of the words that he was saying, freezing some deployments? Yeah. And 
um, you know, he, he said, just, just shoot, you know, like didn't care about any of these people who were there by right. He didn't care about life at all. Nope. Nope. So some of these other officers that was there should be held accountable for, for their inaction. Mm-hmm. Would appreciate that you put us at risk because of what you were doing i'm upset with you but munitions come basically in two types there are burning grenades and there are blast dispersion grenades this appears to be blast dispersion which caught fire and if you fire them at an individual rather than hitting the ground close to them you run the risk of incurring injury to that individual that you're trying to a disperse or be immobilized so you can arrest. If you do, that explosion at a face level could blind a person, it could deafen them for life, it could do both. And that is what Listen, was depicted here in this. this. There is no tactical reason at all. This is something that is you're showing intent by shooting at that level. It was also evident to me that the crowd was angry. The one finger salute that was being given by that activist was a clear indication that they were mad. So what you've done is you've constructively created a problem that you started out to disperse or arrest people with. You have uh, contradicted what your mission was in the first instance, which was to disperse that crowd, get them back, because the chemical munitions were having effect on them uh, and not to uh, do something that is, um, in my mind, sadistic and um, wrong, just wrong. Good work. Do we know anything about this incident with the bomb goes off in the crowd that this officer threw? Well, I'm not sure that particular grenade, uh, if we know what the result was, but others, they fell in amidst two gentlemen who fairly shortly after had cardiac events. One, I believe, was a stroke, the other was a heart attack. That loud of a retort in, I don't certainly can't say that that medically triggered it, but a stimulus like that, anybody that's got a bad heart, those fellows both dropped pretty quickly, and they were carried out, and both of them eventually died. You may have a person who has a condition that could evoke a reaction on their part that would be detrimental to their health. I'm not going to say that that's what happened here. I'm not a medical expert. I don't know. But I think it more probable than not that this precipitated what happened. The closer the density of the crowd, the more problematic the use of these tools is in terms of a number of things. There have been panic reactions on compacted crowds resulted in trampling deaths and injuries uh, that occur. It's designed to get people to disperse, but in doing it with a compacted crowd, there isn't really that much maneuverability to disperse. And so it is a consideration that the commander uh, should review before using this type of grenade. And if he determines that that is a danger because of the compacted nature of the crowd, a burning uh, dispersion grenade would be a better tool because the gas is coming. It's not an explosion that causes the micro-pulverized uh, particles to be embedded in people. One of them may have been struck by a projectile. Uh, a witness did report that, was struck in the side of the head, but they were in very close proximity, so they would have certainly felt the concussion. They may have even felt the heat 
uh, and certainly any of the gas that came off of it. And the response was very quick. I mean, within a few seconds, the first fellow was down and he was without a pulse. And they never did bring him back. The autopsy uh, ruled it as a natural death because the, these fellows had history of, of heart disease, but it did not go into contributing factors. And, you know, the families were not surprised about the heart attack because of the health conditions, but you cannot ignore the timing. Again, it raises troubling questions that, right. that really haven't been answered. Oh, God. Oh, God.